Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. And for today's issue, we are going to talk about Jewish privilege. Does it exist? And if it does, what do we do with it? But I'm not alone. I am here with my brother of Mendy. Thanks, Mendy, for joining me. Glad to have you. It's a privilege to be here. Ah, I like what you did there. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we, we, we need to talk about this concept of Jewish privilege. This is a concept that was floating around, um, I guess you could say in, in the past year, I think this phrase came up. In fact, in, in the world at large, we hear a lot about privilege. There's X privilege, Y privilege, put whatever color you want in front of it, put whatever gender you want in front of it, um, or put whatever race you want in front of it, whatever religion you want in front of it. Um, there's this concept of privilege. Um, speaking of privilege, we are very privileged um, to be a part of a podcast that is sponsored by wonderful individuals, um, Chaverim of ours, Yona and Chani Laster and Yaakov and Yafa Landau. Um, we are privileged to know them, and um, Baruch Hashem, they gave my sponsorships. Anyone else who wants to do the same can reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. You can make your sponsorship today. Okay, so let's talk about this concept, Jewish privilege. So um, I'm, I'm sure you many have heard um, this, uh, this phrase thrown around a little bit, um, you know, at least in the past couple of years. Uh, uh, Jewish privilege, yeah, I've definitely heard, I've heard check your privilege, I've heard all of this before. Okay, so usually I, I feel like there are a lot of visceral reactions we have to hearing words like privilege and also hearing um, maybe something that you identify with, let's say Judaism, being attached to this concept of privilege. And some of the visceral responses are, depending on whether you are the owner of that privilege or you are an observer of that privilege, the visceral reaction is um, that, first of all, it's a bad thing to have a privilege, or at least it's, or maybe it's a good thing, it's a good thing if you're the one that's privileged, but you can be scorned and looked down upon for having that privilege. And I think this, that's if you're the observer, right? You look at the person and they have a privilege, and that's considered um, a negative because you have that privilege and I don't. And therefore, as you said, check your privilege. And then there's the visceral response that a lot of us today might have as the, the owners of that privilege, the, the vessels of that privilege. And our feeling is to feel guilty and to feel like unentitled. And not only that, but to deny the fact that we have a privilege. Right? I, I definitely know that when the phrase was being, you know, uh, was being um, uh, thrown around, people were saying, well, look, look at the, the Holocaust. Um, look at the anti-Semitism. That certainly does exist. Look at, look at um, hate crimes and terror attacks. So you can, you, and, and you see that there is an obviously disproportionate um, amount that is received on the Jewish end. So there's so a, the yeah. goal would just be to say, I'm not privileged, look at this. I'm, this is not a privilege. And it's, as you said, it's like, this is like a negative thing for some reason, saying like, you're not allowed to feel good about something. This is like, no, 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 this is not a privilege, God forbid. Yeah, and, and then that would lead to the facetious hashtag Jewish privilege. Like, yeah, look at this Jewish privilege. Look at this, you know, look, look, look at this vandalizing of a shul. Look at this shooting of a, of, of a shul or whatever the, the discussion is going to be. But I think that this week's Parsha, Parsha Yisra, the Parsha of Kabbalah Satora, 
is a big argument to the contrary of that suggestion that there isn't something out there at least that 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 um that rings accurate about this concept of of Jewish privilege, right? Kabbalah Torah, Hashem gives us the Torah, and that's not all that happens. Moshe Rabbeinu um, is having this pep talk with the Bnei Israel. V'yisemli segula. What does segula mean? Segula means treasured. You're going to be treasured. Mamlachas kohanim the goy kadosh. So, if if that's not you know privileged, I you know I'm, I'm not not really sure what is. Yeah, definitely, and I, I, I think that, you know, if we're doing what we're supposed to, it's if we're supposed to come off as, I don't want to say privilege, but yeah, we're supposed to come off as a treasure people. Right, and I, I would say also, you know, you, you look in our liturgy, you know, you, you find this this being a theme, right? What are we saying there? Are we saying that we're not quite happy with what we have because it's difficult for us? Uh, we're, we're, we're saying to the contrary that how, how wonderful our lot is. And, you know, whether or not you like the political connotations of Shaloh Asani Goy, there's something to be said about our expression that we are happy that when given, you know, the two possibilities, I guess, of being either created as a Gentile or being created as a Jew, we unabashedly and, you know, with, without being, with, you know, unapologetically say that we are happy that, that we were chosen not to be a Gentile, but to be a Yid. And, you know, we could talk about Shalosani Isha and Shalosani Ovid as well, but, but the, the idea is that apparently with every mitzvah, with every extra mitzvah, with every extra obligation, we do see a privilege. We see something that's, that's amazing. Basically, opportunity. And anytime you have opportunity, you can look at that as either an, an obligation, just responsibility, another thing I have to do, or I'm privileged because I can do this. Right, so that's something that I think is important that we touch upon, because you're making a good point. Because you could also look at Parshas Yisro and say this is the opposite of privilege. You can say, what well, more, more, more uh, obligations, more restrictions... Right, you can look at Shabbos. Is Shabbos as a uh, Shabbos a bunch of things I can't do, or Shabbos a bunch of things that um, you know? Is, is Shabbos an opportunity of some sort? Is Shabbos um, a representation of of being holier, of being greater? You know, a prince. There's certain things that a prince cannot do. Right, he's definitely more restricted. But at the same time, we would call, we would all everyone would call a prince someone who's privileged. Um, yeah, but I, I yeah. I imagine that, you know, you know, when talking to students, they say you'll be able to earn privileges. Um, then with, with any time you say that you're able to do something, this privilege, there's a responsibility attached with it. It's like you get to do this, you get to do that. But then it's like, oh, wait, that means you also have to do that. Like I remember in particular, you might remember this when we were in uh, eighth grade and we were um, allowed, we got the privilege to go to the deli around the corner. Uh, right. from school and you know Good times. if you so if you had that privilege you also had a responsibility of you know when you when you left when you were back you had to make sure you were back in time you had to make sure you acted a certain way there was a whole bunch of you know rules and responsibilities because that's what it was a privilege you know if you don't want to have the privilege you don't if you don't want to have the responsibilities you don't have to have the privilege Right, and I, I, th- I think Spider-Man said something similar 
um, relating to power. You know, I write was that what was the line with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So I, I, I think you have you have a similar thing with privilege. Like, right, every power is a privilege. Um, you know, you are empowered with something. When you're empowered with something, so it obviously um, takes the form of a privilege, but it also takes the form of responsibilities. And I, I think we'll definitely have to come back to that point. But I do think that when people talk about privilege, there are certainly many different connotations, right? So you could be talking about um, affluence, right? You could be talking about cultural. You know, you're culturally privileged, right? Because this conversation of being privileged, when when people, at least, you know, when when people were very defensive against the term Jewish privilege, I think the connotations were probably with connections to affluence. Um, you know, that, that um, there are plenty of wealthy Jewish families. At the same time, you know, look around, there are plenty of not wealthy Jewish families. I just the wealthy Jewish families get more attention. Um, yeah, but also just, you know, aside from that, um, what there are many wealthy Jewish families which only helped for the the privileges that we had of everything being more expensive. You know, Jews okay, had... right, right. So, so the more the, the more money you have, the more you end up having to pay for tuition. The more money you have, you know, we we you know our food is more our kosher food. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, so you know, if you 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 get you quote unquote get to be. Uh, the rich affluent Jew um, until you start having to pay for Judaism. Right, and uh, the, the, the matzah that was once the poor man's bread is now the bread that makes you poor. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was talking with someone on Shabbos and they were talking, saying how they, that they were at one point speaking with a ger, a person who was in the process of becoming a ger, and he was wondering how Jews afford so many pairs of tzitzits uh, because he he thought he would have to he like was paying a bunch of them he's like how does he get new ones he thought he had to wear a new pair every single day and he was constantly constantly getting ruined and he's like wondering how do Jews afford this and uh, you know he, he was then told like you know Jews will buy a pair of scissors and wear it for years until it like starts falling apart from punishment. Uh, it, it was just like, yeah, and if you're really yeah. from, you don't even change your clothes. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly how it is. And um, so, um, you, you know, shower. the thought process that, you know, tzitzis is so expensive, all the Jewish stuff is so expensive. Yeah, and now you and you could say that you know some people might blame the system. People, some people might say that listen, well, that's that's naturally what's going to happen. It doesn't make you not privileged. Um, but you know, people talk about socioeconomic status when it comes to privilege, and then at the same time, you could talk about hate crimes and and terror um, crimes or terror attacks or things like the Holocaust, which were real, or massacres, which you know, like. It's like no one says it's easy to be a Yid, right? It's not easy to be a Jew, to have all these obligations and to have the entire world hating you and all these things. Those things certainly aren't a privilege. And I think that when people from outside say, look at that Jewish privilege, I do agree with the visceral response that says the privileges that you think I have, let's say it's an affluence. Not every Jew has money. Let's, let's, let's say it is... The um, you know so so that already knocks one down. But but let's say you know we we feel high up on the totem pole like we control the world, 
So sometimes it very much looks like we don't control the world. I would say most of the time it doesn't look like we control the world. It looks like we are subjugated by the nations around us, um, even if it's not um, directly. But you know, the, you know if, if, if it's Jews that are being massacred um, and, they, and they, they can't even have their own land to themselves, um, you know, and I'm not saying that, that you know, they, they should have a land specifically to themselves, but the fact that you see the, the, uh, the chaos and the contention over one piece of land you know, ver- versus all the... Definitely makes you feel like you have a privilege. Like, I am privileged to be the person that has to make sure that they are not killed in the street. Yeah. But at the same time, Ashrenu Matov Chalkenu, like, think about from, this, from the vantage point of Parashas Yisrael. The Bnei Yisrael came, you know, they came out off of the 49th level of Tzoma at the point where the Egyptians and the Bnei Israel were almost indiscernible, at least to the Malachim. They couldn't tell the difference. Halalu of Avdei Halalu of What did one group of people have that the other ones didn't have? And part of it was Avos, right? Avos. When we talk about privilege, you can be born, like when people say, oh, you have this color privilege or this gender privilege or this cultural privilege, whatever that privilege is, um, you know, they are referencing how you didn't do anything to deserve that you were born into a certain family, right? This doesn't have to be, you know, of us like the forefathers. This could just be your parenthood, the house that you were born in. How could you not feel privileged when you were born with whatever good culture that you were born with, whatever, you know, whatever straightforward culture, um, whatever culture that is. But if you have a roof over your head, if you're able to go to school, not only that, but you're able to get a Jewish education, so how could you not feel privileged? And what did you do to deserve it? What did you do to earn it? Maybe nothing. And why be embarrassed about the fact that you have a privilege? And like, why does privilege, having a privilege completely take away your ability from weighing in on things? Like, you're not allowed to have privilege and you're not allowed to voice your opinion on things because you have that privilege that you're not allowed to have. I, I, I wish what you were saying was not controversial, but... You know, there's nothing that's really not controversial nowadays, but but I think you might have stepped on a landmine there, because that's how it's viewed today. If if you if if on any kind of status, whether socioeconomic status, you 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 are somewhere higher, and by the way, you don't even you don't even need. Sometimes it's it's completely arbitrary what makes your privilege, right? So, you know, say say it's color. So um, it doesn't matter where any of you came from, but, the, but your skin pigments, uh, you know, uh, all, all of a sudden, and now, you know, you can't give an opinion on something. So that now, certainly, I would say that people who experience a certain kind of oppression, so there's a certain side that only they can say, right? You know, I'm, I'm, you and I were recently talking about, you know, the difference between a, a privilege of someone who is struggling to have children versus someone who has children, or someone who is struggling to find their shidduch versus someone who has their shidduch. So, right, a person who has these things, a shidduch, or children, they obviously have less freedoms now. Yeah, sure. But you wouldn't say that they're not privileged, you wouldn't say that they don't have a reward as well. Yeah, I was talking about this with a friend uh, relatively recently, saying, like, the amount of things... Uh, I remember when I was in, uh, when I was in yeshiva... Um, you know, guys who are married, you know, have to go home to their wife and they have to make sure that everything financially makes sense. Will I be able to learn another day or will I have to, will I have to just leave Yeshiva? 
Um, they have to worry about food. They have to worry about, you know, every single moment it has to be calculated. Whereas people who were in the base measures, they, they were given dorm and they were given the Hefker counter. And like right. there's, there's, oh, there are always food opportunities. There was no, there was no payment kind of thing. And then they could do, you know, different, you know, odd jobs here and there if they wanted. So they had a bank account of some sort, and they really didn't have expenses, and life was so much less complicated for the people, and yet, you know, people are still constantly looking to find their zivug, and they, they constantly look to get married, and I don't think that, you know, most guys who do end up regretting it and saying, oh, I should go back to being, you know, back to being a bucker in yeshiva where I didn't have to pay for any of these things. Right. And and the same thing um, goes for someone, you know, who has kids versus someone who doesn't have kids. So the person who doesn't have kids obviously has more freedoms, um, more free time, more, more there are more opportunities. But... And and for the person who is busy with the kids, they might think, look at that person that has a lot of freedoms. But I, you know, I don't, you know, regret the, this treasure that I have. Right, talking about you know a segula, having having a treasure. So you you don't regret that. But on the one hand, you could always look at either circumstance as being a circumstance of privilege or a circumstance of being underprivileged. And it really does. It tells you that the whole term privilege is really relative. It's really subjective. You know, depending on how you feel about what's going on, am I privileged or am I not privileged? If well, you're happy with how things yeah. are, if you're happy with how things are and you like where you are, then you're privileged where you are. If you're very upset and you wish you were someone else, then that other person is going to be privileged to be that person and you're not that person. Right, so I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I do think that it's important that we recognize there, there might be what we would call objective standards, even though who, who says anything is objective. Let's, let's say you know, you, you're born to a rich family. Now, we, we know that we, we with, uh, with, with um, or at least with, with aspiring Torah Hashkafa, we know that money doesn't necessarily buy you happiness. Um, well, you know, and it's, it, you know, it's not because we come from money, but just we, we know this to be true. We know this as, as, as an eternal truth, an objective truth, that money doesn't buy happiness. It says in Perkyavos, Ezehu Ashir Hasameach Bechalko. The person who's rich is the one who is happy with his, with his lot. And so this is, you're, you're touching on that, you know, when you say pri- privilege is all subjective. Though, I think, you know, everyone in the Olam would argue that someone who's born to a rich family has a certain privilege that someone else doesn't have. Right? And, and it, but now, you know, I guess there are certain things that are, yeah, they're, you know, are privileged. But I think that um, when it comes to what is the specific privilege, you can have, you know, it, it might sound weird, but depending on what the conversation is, you know, it, privilege can really change. For example, I, I don't have the privilege of living in Florida. You have the privilege of living in Florida. Like I say, it kind of sounds silly like that, but bottom line, whatever is the. And you could say the same thing about you know privilege of you living in New York. There are things that you have in either place that, and there are things that you lack in both places. No one exactly. knows where that's quite perfect. Whatever the conversation is about, either can be a privilege. Now it sounds silly because there are things that I think we objectively agree that's not a privilege. You know, having 
not having the means to to you know to go on another day, not having money, not having things that basic things, not having roof and board, you know, <clears throat> these are these are things that of course, yeah, those are definitely you know objectively privileged things. But I think that you know whatever you do have, if you unless you're the person who has the very least, the least in the world you are inevitably at least privileged compared to someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you look at that, that that's where you really come to be. Um, if you are, if you're realizing that what I have is not the lowest in the world, like I'm privileged in some regard. Right. And I, I think that's one of the issues that, you know, we have, um, in in the world of politics, like where we start separating between individuals and and collective, right? When you th- when everything is a group, when everything is a collective, so it, you know inevitably, you know you could start grouping things and you could start categorizing things, but you can't. That what you fail to do from from doing that is seeing each individual and is this person actually a happy person? Is that person? Um, really, a person who's well off, or is that person a person who's really, really suffering? He comes from he comes from money, and he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. But he, this person, is a person who is absolutely suffering. And you know, there's something that's missed when we talk about privilege in terms of categories. It's 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 a uh, it's, it's it's easy to. And what you do is you, I guess, you erase the face of individuals who you know the faces of individuals who are going through something. Um, and and I, I think it's very important, you know, like, you know, whatever, whatever your life experience, you can, you know, let's say, you know, you lost a loved one. Let's say you, um, I don't know, you, you got a traumatic brain injury or something like that. Whatever, whatever experience you go through, um, you know, uh, you, 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 can, you can leave that experience with the privilege of having a life experience. And that just goes, to, that, that just comes back to the question of what does privilege really mean and what does privilege not mean? And when it's used, when it's thrown around, as a battering ram, you know, you're hit with, you know, it's like, oh, it's like you're whipped with your privilege, whatever that privilege is. So like you said, people um, get silenced because of it. And, you know, it certainly doesn't make for a good conversation. Um, you know, we, you know, everyone is, is entitled to an opinion. But, you know, just coming back to what, you know, what we're saying about, you know, like everything, there's so much nuance here. You know, a privilege, any privilege can really be a double-edged sword. So let's say it's just just being Jewish. You know, the fact that Hashem gave you a Torah. So you can look at that and you can say, wow, that hurts. Like, that's heavy. You know, kafaleim harkigigas. Hashem is forcing us to do all these obligations. But this, you know, this is part of the responsibility that comes with the treasure of being a Yid. And you can look at that as the opportunity for olam haba, that, that, a, that a guy who does not have a Torah cannot possibly get. At least not to the extent that we can get it. So you can't not look at that and think that's a, you know that that's a privilege. Of course, though, a person who completely drops the ball. So yeah, for him that wasn't a privilege. For him that was you know that was a bomb. You know, like there was nothing more than a time bomb. So yeah. it's it, like we have these double-edged swords. But at the end of the day, it's amazing because Parshas Yisro does not only teach us about the privilege of being a yid but it also teaches us about the access that literally every person in the world has to it. Yisro. Yisro was a Gentile. And, you know, it's not, we don't recommend everyone join us because we know that there's, you know, that, there, that there's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, 
every, you know, with every single thing, it's, you know, I, I was, remember I heard a Gemara, I think it was in Baba Kama, about if you change a path, um, you know, that, the path that cuts through a person's field, if you move it to a different side, it's always going to be closer for one person and further for another person. However you look at it, it's always going to be closer. We, you know, talking about us as, you know, the privilege that we have of being a treasured people, that also means that we're, that by definition, we are never going to be privileged with tasting a cheeseburger. We're never going to be, we're never going to be privileged. Um, I remember when we were, when we were kids, um, the new episodes of shows were always on, uh, on Friday, on eight, seven central. I'm like, we, we, we were never quote unquote privileged to see those. Yeah. And, um, we're, we're talking a very long time ago. Um, yeah, the, the, when we were watching shows that we were watching shows, and, and we really wanted especially, to especially the ones that used to be mutter. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, but anyway, yeah. But the the, but the the idea is is really the same. You know, is like especially where you come from, what circle you come from, really determines how you're going to look at your Yiddishkeit. And you can you know you can look at whether it's your Jewish status in the world at large, the political world, or you can look at your status as a Yid. If you don't, you know, like, you know, again, on the one hand, you have to see it as a privilege. On the other hand, you know, there's certainly the aspect of being, you know, um, you know, having responsibilities. And you can you can look at that in more than one way. But again, for all the talk about Shaloa Sani Goy, for all the talk about Gishmak to be a Yid, Yisra reminds us that if you're so determined... Anyone can take hold of this double-edged sword and make whatever they want of it. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, obviously we, we um, there's a halachic system for how to for how to join the clan, but everyone has access to this privilege, and yes, the responsibilities that come with it. For for all the talk about privilege, there's the talk about responsibility, and for all the talk about privilege, there's actually access that that everyone can have. So. You know, however you want to slice it, you know, our job is to be uh, the Mamalachas Kohanim and the, the Goy Kadosh, the, the Orba Goyim, um, as, as Yeshayahu referred to it. That, that, that means that, it just means, again, that we have extra responsibilities. But, but I, I guess, like, what, we're, I, what I'm taking away from our conversation is that there's, there's just so much subtlety and nuance about what the word privilege even means. And, yeah, I think that. Just, I, I think the the basic point is, um, you know, I don't think a privilege is a bad thing. I think that's that's a good thing, and you should always a person should always feel like they're privileged in whatever situation they are in. They they are they're privileged to be there, and you know they could easily be in a lot worse of a situation. And if they're in the situation they're in. Then, as we said before, the privilege is a responsibility. They have a responsibility. Then, if they're able to do anything, so anything that is a privilege is also a responsibility. They do something with it. And also, people who have one privilege doesn't mean that they don't have hardships in a different area. Yeah. It's 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 almost like an arbitrary kind of conversation to look at any one person and say, "Hey, you, you, I don't want to hear what you have to say about this," you know, because you know, because you have that. Yeah, it's um, uh, maybe maybe what we're saying is is outdated. It could be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. 
Um, I mean, we, we try we try to give the Torah hashkafa here to the best of our abilities. Um, if, if, if I'm offending anyone, so you know, reach out to me at the database at gmail.com and tell me all the things you want to tell me, um, or you can just or you can just sound off on me on social media. Yeah, and if he's not offending you, uh, you can also tell him, hey, you're not offending me. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's also a good opportunity to just let uh, let all listeners know that if you have any um, topics that you think would be great for me to either discuss with my brothers or just to have our podcast on or even a series. So definitely always open to recommendations. But um, I, I think I think that takes us through this really large scope, you know, conversation about um, this topic, at least of Jewish privilege. Um, and again, um, it was a privilege to have you. And, yeah, that was my line. It was a privilege to yeah, be here. Yeah, right, right. No, but we, you know, we got to milk it for what it's worth before before you know that we go off the air. So yeah, you have an opportunity. You have to take it. We're privileged with this opportunity. <sighs> Excellent. Okay. So I think that's all the time we have left for this real talk, Torah. Um, Ramani, thanks for joining me. Um, in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah, which we are privileged to have. Of course, it's a responsibility. Okay, thanks for joining us here at the database.